last name and is it your best friend? The street. I don't like it's that either your best friend's yeah. last name and the street you were raised on, or your middle name yeah. and the street you lived in. Yeah, in the street that you. Yeah. It's a street it's and the last middle name. Middle name that I lived on is Terrell Nineteen. Oh no! <laughs> that's nasty. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, I'm I'm Eddie Webster. This <laughs> <laughs> is like a '90s. But wait, isn't that the name of the monsters, dude? Eddie, 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 Eddie monster. Eddie yeah, monster. Eddie monster. I'm tripping, man. You want this dick? Now would be it would be Webster Davis. Or, no, or Webster Emerson. Or if you went or Webster Shakir. No, if you went way, way back, that's no, gonna be Webster Menango. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Yo, Webster Menango. That sounds like Dick. That sounds like Webster Dick. Menango? Webster Menango. That sounds like Dick. So I know at least three of us did. So Adrian, if you if you ever named like your reproductive organ, did it have a name? Oh, you already know. Cause yeah, I already know. We all already know. <laughs> oh, we know. Burns might have changed over time. I don't know. And, and, I never had a name. And, no, and, so Adrian will get a safe space answers. We never had names. <laughs> so we like, never had names. You, you called yourself three thousand times on top of me. Like what? Like what? Aunt? That's not true. It was a, it was a joke. That was my World of Warcraft name, damn it. That was a silly joke. You're going to go to bed. She's going to be staring at you both eyes. I'm like, your name is what, nigga? At what all, point and when? I think we know. I think we all know about the Leviathan. The Leviathan. I call my the Leviathan. Yeah. The Leviathan. The Leviathan. That sounds like the real I, name I of the book. guy who came out with Levi's. Levi's. I can't wear my yeah, I can't wear my jeans without thinking about Elijah's penis. Like this is terrible. Put his dick on your back. Disgusting. Yo, <laughs> Reef, Reef's dick name was the greatest of all time. Hey. Fucking Thelonious P. P. Longfellow. With his two friends. Why did a his two friends? Why did a fifteen year old think With of that? His two friends. Don't forget his two friends: James K. Scrotes and Philip J. Testes. They sound like they're in a jazz band. They are. They play the horn. They all play the horn. They play the horn and two trombones. <laughs> Yo! Oh my god. Oh, oh, it's so much funnier without spread. It is. You <laughs> <laughs> can? <laughs> Shut out the spread because you're going to fuck me up when you hear it. Oh, that was a zero times. Yo, you got zero times. Zero times left. I fucking heard it. What's up, man? What's up, man?
to another edition of the Glorious Bastards Podcast. This is Ehas, and three-fourths of the Bastards are in the building. Bastards, introduce your damn self. Oh, so I got two mics this time. Can you hear me on this one and on this one? Because that nigga Sprat, he not here. And in this room, ah, let's get ready for this shit, nigga. <laughs> we got... Elijah Davis, a.k.a. Cartel, a.k.a. Philly Cartel, a.k.a. Cartel, Cool TF, Casanova, a.k.a. Tell the Full Five, a.k.a. Legend of Tell. I want to let you know that this is making my job harder later. Talking in the two mics, you're ruining it. It's like, no, you good. Go ahead, go ahead. Just stop or keep going? No, no, go ahead. Just go. A.K.A. Tell the Four Five, A.K.A. Legend of Telda, A.k.a. Tel Aviv, A.k.a. Talent the Generous, A.k.a. Tell Varner, A.k.a. Where was I at? Macatelli, A.k.a. Cartello Swaggy, aka Telemundo, aka Telethon, aka Telethon. I think so. Yeah, he's done. He's done. I'm done. It's, it's, I'm here. Uh, reach your grief. I'm in the building. Reach your grief. Yo, you're doing well, man. You've been here like yo, all episode after episode after episode. I think you only missed one episode, episode this season, yo. And that's so. only because we were in Atlanta. Right. But I was there, but that just didn't let me on. So yeah, it means right, next time when you say, <laughs> that means next time you say that I got to work, we just say, yo, why? Well, fuck it. We doing it without you because you've been here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Me too. And we also got Ant Man in the building. Yeah. Because he lives here. (laughs) 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 I don't know why I'm on the East Coast blasting this, but uh. (laughs) I won't stop. It won't stop. But it won't stop. The pause button, Spotify, gotta fix that shit. So, yeah, so we here. Shout out to, uh,. Jay Spratt couldn't be here with us tonight for the first time. This is the, for the first, first time. time in podcast. This is probably history. like no, no. This is probably the second or third podcast he's missed. Spratt really don't miss no podcast. So like, this is the first first one or two that he's missed. Um. So yeah. So we're here, and we're just shooting the shit today. Um. You played "Hit 'Em Up" by Tupac. Um. I think we talked about that this last. Or yes. two two episodes ago, right? Talked about that it's first impact. that first line. I think when everybody talks about hit him up, they talk about that first line. First, uh, that, I fucked your that's bitch. That's why I fucked your. It wasn't even a bar. It just was it's like a, a petty thing. But but let's that brings me to the question though. Do you think? Uh, I guess because he's dead, it's hard to say. It might but, not be. Let's go. Okay, so because he did a lot t- of shit talking while he was alive. So let's go. Yeah, that that is true. <laughs> so, two, so you think Tupac will back the shit up in real life? In real life, so as an avid Tupac fan, um, I think that Tupac would definitely back shit up in real life. I think that Tupac was a very lucky person, though. Not in the fact that he got murdered, but <laughs> jeez. Very but no, even if you have stories of Tupac before he got famous, there there was a um, urban legend which I believe was confirmed as true. Whereas yeah, there was legend, man. Yeah, how about that? It's actually just uh, the story that happened. <laughs> but the dudes, um, <laughs> what the fuck is that ringtone, yo? 
his ass. Was right? that Tupac trying to communicate to us? That wasn't no ass. That's in your playlist. Yeah, that was Ant's workout playlist. My workout is all hula hoop swings. <laughs> that was hula hoops and step machines. <laughs> but go ahead. But yeah, but, but but Pac, um, like the stories tell it, um, when Pac was younger, there was dudes looking for him in his neighborhood saying they were going to whoop his ass. He was soft and snapped. Was this in uh, Cali or Boston? I think it was, I think. Don't quote, I think it was Baltimore, but more than likely, from how his life went, it was probably Oakland. But I was told it was Baltimore, but more than likely it was Oakland. But um, they were looking for him, so they said that Tupac went in this house, probably East Coast, because Black Panther. He grabbed every gun he could, put on a bulletproof vest, as like a fucking preteen, went and knocked on a door, and they opened it, and it was Pac with a bulletproof vest, strapped in gun, saying, "Y'all looking for me?" What you trying to do? <laughs> and they said, yeah, no, we ain't trying to do nothing. We trying to do nothing. <laughs> we ain't trying to do um, Another story that's Sorry, definitely Tupac. fact is Tupac. Hell <laughs> <laughs> shit, Tupac. <laughs> so Tupac. Tupac secure. Um, <laughs> that was ass. That was terrible. Tupac Amari. Yo, you <laughs> ass, yo. You can tell like my my family's from Baltimore, but I was not raised there. They said, Literally. yo, just you know what's sad? When they say, yo, give him the Philly, that's better for him. <laughs> that is sad. They really said like, yo, Elijah has to be raised in Philly. He's better off there. Yeah, your family said. My family had a meeting and said, yo, Elijah's better off being raised in Philly. And I always said, damn, Baltimore must be fucked up. Which, granted, I, we can't say nothing about other towns. We'll get shot, but... I mean, shit. Uh, where, where's the fucking argument? Have you seen The Wire? I'm not saying fuck Baltimore, but goddamn, y'all shit is fuck. There was a pothole on top of potholes. Why do niggas get mad when you say, yo, your city fucked up? How, how do Nigga, you, you a part of the problem. How, you say you want to shoot me, right? How do you say you would get shot in my fucking hood? Yo, your hood is shit. How dare you say my hood is shit? <laughs> you just said I would get murdered if I had headphones in with my head down. But now you pick a fucking hat and wear it. Is it a fucking yarmulke? Is it a koofy? Is it a fitted cap? I digress. So Tupac was in... Uh, <laughs> I digress. So Tupac was in the East Coast. And... Um, West Coast, actually, this time. <laughs> I'm lost in transition. There were, I think, two or three white males, and this was in this movie, All Eyes on Me, which nobody saw but me, Haas, and Brandon. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he got those stats. <laughs> and there were a, a handful of white men assaulting a black man. And Pac said, yo, that ain't going down. He hopped out the fucking limo mm-hmm. and said, yo, what y'all doing? They flashed their badge and said, yo, we're cops. Get the fuck out of here. He said, yo, y'all can't do that. He said, yes, what the fuck we can so Pac said, all right, went back in his car and opened fire on known police officers. So when we talk about what Pac have done that, if you are a black man that is not scared to open fire on police officers that are brutalizing men in your community, you are officially about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then his background makes it even better. Like people always try to call him like because he's a thespian, but I don't understand like 
where you get the whole thespian thing from, like, in terms of softness. Like, why do you equate that with softness? Right. Because the man has some skills in the arts. Like, I know a lot. That's like saying, like, these R&B niggas is sweet. Like, these R&B niggas stay in shape. They be doing all kinds of backflips and push-ups and with the shits. And, and, and then you think some nigga, some nigga that just drinks a bunch of lean and perp, like, like they talk about uh, Future and how Russell, uh, uh, well, God, Russell. So, um, Wilson. Wilson, I'm sorry. I was about to say, about to say Westbrook. Westbrook. I was about to say Westbrook. Um, yeah. <laughs> they talk about, oh, he's a square and Future going fuck him up and this, that, and the third. I'm like, are you serious? No. Do you understand that that man is an athlete? No, he's an athlete. That's so, an athlete. So yeah. therefore, he has stamina at least. If he can't fight, he can at least non-fight you for a good at, half an at, hour. At least that man goes. That man goes to a practice that requires physical activity, at least three or four times a week. So, do you think that 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 future could really do anything with that man if outside money, of like gunplay? If I had money like, on it, my money's on Russell. Whose money isn't on Russell? That isn't on drugs. <laughs> Not even future. Is. on drugs. Russell, what sound is that? That's how future raps. But like, that's my thing, yo. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know. Anyway, the reason I ask that is because. Something's been bothering me for a long time, and we've we've touched on this like personally, like in conversation. But in all honesty, it's yo, my hose. huh? It's my hose. Your hose. It's about hose. No, this ain't about hose. Right. Well, this is about <laughs> a, a hoe ass, a hoe ass, trick ass dude. <clears throat> as much as I love him lyrically, oh, uh, you know I see where, where I'm this going. going. Eminem yeah, is a bitch, yo. He's a bitch, yo. <laughs> yo. Eminem, yo, I and, love and this him. is coming from a guy who always capes for Eminem. And, and this is coming from guys that always say, yo, stop inviting these niggas to the cookout. But we know good and goddamn well. If we see Eminem at the cookout, like, yo, grab a hot dog, my nigga. Like, it's M. Eminem. We were raised off of M to a degree. We were, like, in high school when M was popping. I loved M when he came out. But when I really think about legit beefs that Eminem had, Eminem, NSYNC, <laughs> Christina NSYNC, Aguilera, Britney Spears, uh, Everlast was tough at that Everlast time. Was, that Everlast was Everlast was the only person that actually could put up a fight. Right? Yeah, Moby, Moby, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Mariah Nick, Carey. Nick Cannon but will Nick, actually fuck. Nick, Nick Cannon will literally beat. But you know what? I think at least three of NSYNC members will fuck him. And, and, and. I agree with that as well. And, I, I think Justin Timberlake will beat the brakes off of Eminem, too. Cannon, and Nick Cannon got, will probably go goon to goon with him because that nigga is from San Diego. Yeah, and not to mention he got battle rappers. Like, his dad was that nigga in San Diego. Not to I mention. Think Eminem, I think Eminem money long enough, though, and this goon, them goons go a little harder. Eminem's I money is goon to goon. Do you know what though? Oh, okay. Eminem yeah, comes sure. from a place where his area is so small. If that money goes long, it hits a lot of motherfuckers. That's right. Because Detroit ain't that big, and he's well respected, and loved, that, and, and the, admired and the in Detroit. Is, is, is disenfranchised. Trick, enough, trick, yeah. trick. Been extorting Eminem for, <laughs> <laughs> for 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 at least a decade or two now. <laughs> trick Trick been extorting the shit out of Eminem. 
Like, ain't no reason why Trick Trick looked at Marshall Mathers and said, you know what? You a real nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no way that that really happened, bro. Like, Trick Trick really looked at Eminem and was like, oh, you got the bread. Listen, white boy, come here. Let me talk to you for a second. And then Eminem looked at Trick Trick and said, Something smells up. a little fishy. And <laughs> oh, I had to wait the boys keep, look, keep looking, looking at me. me. Somebody come get me. Yo, he did a whole song about how he was a bitch. And he Yo, needed a trick trick to fuck niggas up for him because he can't fight. Welcome to Detroit City was definitely one of them songs. The song Eminem is called Welcome a... to... It's like you saying Welcome to West Philly and you calling your homies to fight niggas for you. First of all, Eminem starts to join off saying... Where's my gangsters and all my thugs, bro? He said, where's my gangsters and all my thugs? What? Yo, shout out to... Why the skinniest nigga always got all the food? I didn't want to interrupt. That's why I was... But you would have guessed, so it's not interrupting. Yeah, we interrupt interrupt this regularly scheduled programming. I'm going to move over. You got to give him an intro. We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming. To bring you... The man, the myth, the legend. Stop it. Hey, oh, 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 oh. Hey, oh, 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 oh. He got the sauce, nigga. First he one, in the room, nigga. That's not his tag, L. <laughs> I made it up for him. There's no echo on the, on the he got fu- He got food. There's nigga. no nigga. <laughs> I cut the nigga out, yo. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, nigga. I cut the nigga out. He said, hey, oh, nigga. Yo, they, yo, hospital cops. They said, that nigga got that sauce. That nigga got the sauce. It's not like Uncle Ruck is trying to be a racist. That nigga got that sauce over there. What tag was that? Who I don't know. Uncle Ruck is like, hey, oh, nigga, nigga, nigga. Yo, hospital, he called this nigga out of bed, and he came with a fucking ladder. That was AO, uh, that was the B tag for AO Pisces and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the song, nigga, nigga, nigga. <laughs> the fact that every time me and AO link up, he always, like, subliminally, like, kills on me. It hasn't mentioned it. Like, he was like, yo, it's like old school, like, 2002. It's like, yo, like, Ted, what the fuck you got on? And I'm fully dressed, like, Goddamn Private Ryan right now. <laughs> he hasn't mentioned thanks, this shit at thanks, all. Thanks for letting everybody know. So when the you say some crazy crap. politically incorrect things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all got a boss we hate, right? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, you edit, edit that shit out, yo. Uh, <laughs> this shit out. You hate your boss. Private Ryan. Edit that, edit that shit out, dog. <laughs> Private Ryan. So, yeah, we got AO in the building. He just walked in. What's good? Here, yo. I'm chilling, dog. I'm chilling with this. With this uh, Beanie Man flute. <laughs> I'm here with the bastards, yo. Yo, Ayo here with the bastards. We are here, and we were just we were just really just shooting the shit this up this week because um we don't really have much to talk about. It's been a slow news week. Um, it's pretty much at this point. By the time you heard this, uh, the the midterms have happened, but I really don't care. So that um happened already. Did so by know? the time. <laughs> Did you vote? Huh? Did you vote? Um, did I vote? Um, I guess you at this point. Answer, he re- he, you know when you ask when you ask a question, ask the same question as the answer to the question that's there. You know that that John is no. No, 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 no. Because I had to really look at when this episode was dropping. I had to look at my calendar. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's a day after the primaries. So I'm assuming either A, like the world is over, or B, God damn. You know, just got Everybody was right over like, damn. 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 my first meal of the day. Ayo just got a goat's head and broccoli. That shit's amazing. Right. 
Motherfucker. My bad. So we're here. Y'all can't smell what we smelling, but it smells it's, amazing. I'm sorry. It's with the, the, it's with the yeah. fat boy. It's with the rock is cooking. Yeah. It <laughs> um, do look like a rock cheat meal, though. It does like a rock. Yo, be like, he yo. cannot be finishing them cheat meals alone. The, the, the say, sushi tray? Yo, I'm like, yo. Work out. Yeah, good. And, uh, the and, pancakes and the cookies here, but like, this sushi, this got to be all day process. That's nah, a lot of fucking sushi. As much training as he do, he can finish all that sushi. Don't that forget shit. that. Don't don't forget yeah, that. You got to think he's not eating his other meals probably. Yeah, at all. And so that's like his first meal of the day. That's probably like his first, middle, and last meal of the day. You probably look that every week. I know I would. Don't forget that the bottle of tequila that he... Well, there's always room for He that. He runs through tequila on his day, on his days where he's working out. Yeah. You know how I know, you you know, how I know he that got he... That, he got the sauce. You know how I know he eats that meal? Because a Samoan saying... Samoans say to each other, see you at the cookout. That's like That's, they're saying. See why is the that the same? I don't... Because they always have cookouts. So I shit. know, I know he finishing all the meals. And them niggas eat at cookouts. And them, yeah. niggas, yeah, he is. them niggas will <laughs> fuck your whole family up. What? Which is why I never <laughs> dated as a whole family. <laughs> just yeah. I never. That's right. why. Yo, two would, Samoan ones will drop your whole family. I, I would never date a Samoan woman just fuck because no. I like. Because I know I ain't shit. I ain't trying to get You gonna say? No. It was him. And they're going to be like, yo. And then I'm going to get up there. Yo. I never. Yo. I never talked to a Samoan in my life, but I assume. That's. You know what's sad? The fact that you said that, and then you proceed to ex- assume how they sound. So they sound like this. So. No. 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 That's the one. The rock knows. That's the one. <laughs> What? what? That's him fighting me, what the Rock. The fuck? <laughs> you know Samoans are just so the like regular Samoan people. woman. That's what we were talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one that broke the Rock's heart. That's the one no, that no. broke the Rock. He cheated on the Rock. No, no, Elijah no. Davis cheated on the Rock. <laughs> Elijah Davis cheated on the Rock. Sick of loose. The Rock says he's sick of being being hurt. <laughs> The Rock says it's yours, and he's keeping it. I mean, she's keeping it. The Rock's baby. The Rock says it's yours. Yo, the Rock's baby, yo. Yo. Sorry, yo. Yo, the Rock's baby. I just rolled on my fucking strip. Yo, Yo, the Rock's baby. Oh Yo, my AL God. show up and his whole shit just goes. <laughs> the whole show just goes. To shit. Right, like, I mean, we ain't even keeping it right. When you talking about the Rock babies and cheat meals and <laughs> Private Ryan appearances? This nigga coming with jerk chicken. Oh shit! <laughs> Yo, okay, uh, all right. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Initially, we were talking. I don't know. I don't know. We were talking about, we were talking about, 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 we were talking so, about Eminem. I'm being a bitch. Being a bitch. Being a bitch. And somehow we got to the rock. And being impregnated by Elijah Davis. <laughs> we're from Eminem being a bitch. I mean, to the rock's cheap meals, to me getting the rock. I got to get my composure here. I mean, we got to pull this podcast I mean, together. Goddamn. Secure that bag, sis. Oh, man. Elijah Davis. So, yeah, we were talking about Eminem. Mm-hmm. And we were saying that How in real life, being a twelve we've, bucks we've, production, <laughs> no time soon. We, we've come to the realization mm-hmm. that Eminem is a bitch. Yeah, how so? Because Eminem, he's Eminem. because he's, he's let's look at all of the beefs he's had. 
Um, Chris Kirkpatrick, you can get your ass kicked. Moby, you can get stopped by Obi. <laughs> That's already first funny. First of all, Moby fighting Obi Trace. <laughs> Moby, you can get stopped by. First of all, first of all, Moby's a bitch. I mean, MM's a bitch because. He you didn't, didn't even, even fight Moby. You wanted Obi drive. Yeah, Obi to beat up Moby. Yo, Obi, Obi probably was like, "Am I'm not? Are you serious? I'm not watching." Obi and Moby probably best friends. Like this nigga is probably cool. That nigga name is. Moby Trice. Yeah. Yo. He only wanted them to fight because they names rhyme. So <laughs> that's not that's a horrible reason for one of your friends yo, to get into a fight with someone. Eminem is a racist. And then he and then he said nobody. You can't just say we never address it. <laughs> <laughs> Eminem is a racist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> how? How? Yo. I just think of, I just think about it like. My man had a whole black squad, and you talking about him? He, he's because Eminem, yo. <laughs> Listen to me. Eminem, Eminem weaponized black people to fight his battles throughout his entire career. He had no white friends. He said, Moby, you can get stopped by Obi. And then he says, and then he goes, then he made a whole song. We just talked about it, about Trick Trick extorting him. And Trick Trick been extorting Eminem. And the whole entire city of Detroit been extorting Eminem. And he's been so afraid because he's really from Kansas. So at the end of the day, he was afraid. So he had to act like, yo, I'm going to pay off Trick Trick. And he made a whole song about how he was weaponizing Trick Trick to kill these other niggas that looked at him and he was matter of fact the niggas that he was talking about in that Welcome to Detroit City song didn't even say nothing to him he was afraid of him from the rip like if you look at it he was like trick trick come pick me up like (laughs) he was saying like he don't like the way they keep looking at me so homie come come get get me me. so my thing is what did the dudes ever say to Eminem in that song (laughs) what did the dudes ever do to Eminem to make it they said good morning Eminem was in a club and he was nervous because it was niggas in there (laughs) so all he did was oh shit it's Eminem and all, they probably look at him. Yo, yo, he don't like the way they're looking at him. You're Eminem in the club, bro. These niggas are looking at you because you're, you're Eminem in the club. You're a white Eminem in a black club. <laughs> yeah, right. That fucking machine gun Kelly comes out and says, You never come out nowhere. <laughs> you're a recluse. You stay in the crib. He ought to come to you to speak to and you. And the minute you come out, you call a trick trick trying to beat niggas up. Because right. niggas looking at you like, Holy shit, it's the recluse. And he's coming out and it's Eminem. And you call for trick trick. To kill niggas, yo. <laughs> yo! Eminem no, is a racist. Like, yo, that's shady. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, get me out of here. <laughs> Beat me up. <laughs> Beat me up? You're going to pick me up. You know what? Yo. I guess in a way, you could say that. only thing about the race thing is, he don't, like you said, he don't have no white friends. Yo. He don't have white friends except for Yellow Wolf. Except for Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf don't even Yellow He bought that friend. Like, you not so, Yellow Wolf, come pick me up. No. Ain't nobody, no one's even. They right Yellow Wolf like, will pull right. up with a banjo on the kazooie. I, I, I thought you were about to say he just pull up with a banjo, like riding in a banjo. <laughs> but he just pull up with Yellow Wolf, Paul, and Alchemist. <laughs> Alchemist with him, yo. That's his, um, his DJ. Paul. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, Paul? But not, like... I get it. You don't have any black, any white friends because none of them can help you fight black people. Because you are the white friend. 
You yeah, you are the white friend. So that goes to my theory that Eminem is not only a bitch, but he's a racist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> a bitch ass racist. Tell it to the racist. <laughs> Yo, he enjoys the destruction of black people. Is he a plant? <laughs> Eminem is a plant. No, he's plant? a suspected white supremacist. <laughs> Yo, Eminem might be a suspected white supremacist. Yo, he do wear a supremacist hat. Yo, them hats got too too <laughs> much brims. of a crease in them. Them brims is too yo. curvy. Yo, they, yo, them joints are circles. Them joints are like crescent like, moons. Yeah, them joints. <laughs> like he get them joints and abuse them, yo. He abuses them. Yeah, Eminem. I don't know, man. We might have to look into this theory a little more, but I I'm gonna just stand by my what I'm saying. I think that Eminem is is a racist, and I think that he's he's a bitch. He's definitely a bitch. <laughs> I guess that's Eminem's funny. a bitch. Definitely not getting signed the shady now. <sighs> Yo, I can't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. But still, Eminem did some bitch ass shit, yo. I'm just turning into media house at this point. I'm like, I'm taking my Joe Button route. But you didn't have the like the, the music one. career that Joe yeah, Button you, had. You, you don't nah. got, you don't got the the nice house in Jersey. I don't, but. Yeah. But let it go was like pump it up was let it go was my pump it up. So <laughs> oh, I just gotta deal with that. I don't know, man. Cause that joint ain't make that joint ain't make it in uh you got served yet. Yeah, that joint didn't mm-hmm. make it in you got served. That joint made it in like first some like, indie film. First or like anybody dancing to let it go <laughs> like that. And he speed that joint up and everything. <laughs> 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 I'm not any choreo, so you let it go. Yeah. Like, yeah if if somebody puts out choreo to let it go, then it's super lit. Like, we it's on. Back. Yo, but we got a re-remastered version of that song. <laughs> but I got a I got an EDM version of my track dropping soon though. I'm not saying yeah I'm saying, but I'm just saying like Wait, of what track? Yeah, I mean yeah, well, I'm no, saying, no, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know, yeah, no, you know. Is it man in the sky? <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, uh, I I had no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I do. Reef know what I'm talking about. I don't okay. what I'm talking Because I produced it. Yeah. What so, is it, Reef? <laughs> Tell me. You're clearly involved. <laughs> so, so we sit here, all of us meeting of the minds, right. and we're pretty, um, we're pretty, you know, experienced in our um, uh, respective uh, fields, right? Right. Um, so I just want to ask. The gentleman on the podcast, and the gentleman at this uh, table, on the table behind me. <clears throat> How do you feel about where you are right now in your current grind? We'll go around the table and give me an honest assessment of how you feel in what you do, where you are in what you do. Like, Reef, how do you feel right now? Do you feel as though um, you're doing everything that you possibly can do? I'm tired. <laughs> tired? I'm so tired. Tired of what? I'm just tired. Like, um, networking is a very tiresome, tiresome because I'm not a I'm not a natural extrovert. I'm more of a like I'm very introverted. I'm very just like. Uh, you know, let the talent speak for itself. But I'm in like a a business where 
I can't let Tyler speak for itself and have to go out and support and go to like clubs like two or three days a week and shake hands and smile and meet people and I enjoy all that but like sometimes I just like so so out of it hmm. but um I think I, I like where I'm at I like where I'm at I think I'm starting to you know meet the right people shake the right hands um and I pretty much I have a template that I've been kind of sticking to um I'm at a point where I know like you know how you ever feel like something's about to happen it's just like I just gotta do one or two things and then it's gonna like take it to the next level I'm, I'm at I'm at that I'm at that like area where mm. like cause I know I already know like I'm better than like a lot of people and I know I have the talent and I know I'm making these like networking connections where like I can take it to the next level. But right now for me it's all it's more so about the work and the branding. Like um I was told by somebody who's like already a couple notches above <clears throat> me it was like he was like, Yo, all you need is like originals. Like you already got everything you need is like once you put out original music and you start pushing that then then you out of here so that's when I'm probably uh working towards but it's like so hard cause a lot of people in my field started way way earlier than I did they're like they started at like 14, 15 and they popped at like 18 and then now they're like 21 and it's just like <clears throat> And and now with me it's like I don't I feel the pressure but I don't feel the pressure because I'm like I'm taking it at my own pace, and I'm in a, a, a genre where it's not that much like yeah, I don't think your genre has like ageism like no nah. like yeah like I don't think like DJs as a whole not even just a particular genre of DJs DJing is one of them things where I feel like. <clears throat> Your age isn't really running against you, right? You know what I mean. Um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, the way I look at, it, I've never looked at a DJ and was like, "Shut your old ass up." Yeah, I mean, except I've for never, except for one, but I ain't gonna like come. Well, that's me. because he talked too much. I know who you talking about. Uh, yeah, motherfucker, talk too much. But yeah. outside of that, nobody says, "Oh, he's DJing. He too old to be DJing." Yeah. Like, and plus, it's like I, I fulfill a certain niche that is not being fulfilled anyway. I mean, it's like a, it's like a handful of people that's like really popping that's like black. But other than that, it's like it's not nobody really doing what I'm doing. It's for me. It's just like getting the originals. So is that pressure or is that not pressure? Oh no, uh, being being like the. That there's it's really not, nobody in your it's lane. It's not pressure. It's just like it's a weird feeling because I feel it when I go out, and it's like it'll be like a bunch of like white people and Asians, and then it's just like me, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh okay. And plus, you know, a lot of every everybody who I really really hang out with, like I don't really ask them to come with me because like it's not they 
it's not they vibe, but I'll ask them to come out because like uh, I can get like certain perks and stuff. But like I'm not gonna ask them to come out just to just to come out. I'll, I'll ask them to come out for like a drink or something more, like something like something crazy. But most nights I'm just out by myself, just shaking hands and and, and talking to people. And I do feel the pressure sometimes. Like sometimes I just be like, damn, I could just like get a ghost producer and just do it like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, no, I can't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't sit right with me. I wanted to like put the work in and put the hours in and make a bunch of trash ass songs and then make a, a dope <laughs> song, make a dope song and then like get it to pop off, but. I mean, I'm not feeling pressure. I, I already, I already feel the trajectory going up. So, facts. I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a good space. It's just more about me, not being complacent, and not getting frustrated with the process. Like, because I, it's a process, um, going straight from like simply just DJing, to then like now starting to produce and then learning like a whole new skill, learning programs and. Right. Doing all that stuff. So I just like I just gotta remind myself like the uh to trust the process and like I know I'm gonna make mistakes. I know my first couple efforts aren't gonna be like radio smashes and stuff yeah. that gets played and I just gotta like keep improving improving with each track and getting the feedback from, you know, People I know, you know, AO and stuff like that, and just keep doing what I'm doing. But it's it's more of a internal struggle than it is our struggle. Cause I know, like, once my shit is together, it's I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of here. I already know. I'm already forming the right stuff, and knowing the right people to know where that I'm out of here. Right. So it's, it's just like. It's the time. It's the time. That. That's the most pressure to me. But I'm 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 cool. But I mean, not to flex on anybody. But y'all y'all niggas see my Instagram. Y'all see who I be with. Y'all be saying y'all niggas see who I be with. Y'all niggas know y'all ain't fucking with me. See the Joe and shit. Yeah, you know. Lies you. Did my story fucking bore you, dog? Yeah, nigga. Sleeping shit. Fuck your dreams and aspirations. All right, how about you? Where you feeling like? Event. Yeah, where you feeling like? This nigga acting like he, Mister Glass. Yeah, yeah we ain't even past the time we said we was gonna be nigga, done recording. Um, show ass up. I'm doing big things. All right. So do you feel like it. you're doing? Enough? You're doing big things. What producer are you sleeping with? Aaron. No. Oh, thank you. This has been another. His name is Aaron. Aaron Oppenheimer. See, that guy thought it was this guy, but it's not. It's another guy. That's the most. So you're speaking with someone less successful with the same name. His knees in South Philly. His real name is Greg. What was the question? Oh my God. <laughs> he was answering a question he didn't know the question. Right. I said, do you feel that you're doing everything that you possibly can in the field that you work in, that you strive to be in? I.e., or you're in the 
acting and you're in that industry and as well as music do you feel Barely. as though that yeah. everything that you're doing is on point and it's not up to you anymore like is it is are you doing everything that you're supposed to be doing no I don't I feel like good enough good enough is never good enough if you feel like you're doing everything in your power then that's good but it's always a progression I feel like we always use the rock as a catalyst of look at what he's doing now. But you know what? When he was 27, we thought he was at this fucking pinnacle. He was like a four time WWE champion. We said, yo, the rock made it. The rock was like, I ain't done enough yet. And it became an A-list fucking Hollywood celebrity. So I feel like whatever goals you have should always be striving to get past what it is. It's not a matter of what your ultimate goal is. Sometimes it's a matter of, what can you do different this year, or this go around, or this venture out? And you brought up music too. And sometimes you got to sit back and look at realism. I, and he's <laughs> sitting in the room actually, I said I downgraded control to an EP because I said, yo, I've gotten too many AO beats that haven't been put out that he put his time in to keep on trying to strive toward a 15, 16 project, a track project. When I've got about six, seven tracks that could be put out by n next month. So we got downgraded to an EP because I feel like it's not fair to other people that are putting time into your vision to keep holding things up. But as far as other things like acting, I feel like acting, music, you can always do more than what you're doing at the moment. If you're sitting back and you're saying, I'm <clears throat> that's a gay ass ringtone. <laughs> Whose ringtone was that? Was that Ant's? Was that Ant's ringtone again? No, that was not that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That wasn't him. It's that not, was you? That was me. So both of you got these, these, these. No, no, that was the NBA. That was the so NBA. So that was that was more a little more manly than Ant's. He asked you what that music. He said that was your the, music. The background music <laughs> was from the NBA. But continue. Because you know we're we're not going to talk about this anymore. We're not going to talk about this anymore. Okay, fine. Because I want to talk about that. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about anything that's going to assassinate my character. Wait, we can assess it and get shit out of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that was gold right there. Ant's character was gold, but I feel like if you're um if you're if you're looking at your career and if you're not a, first of all, if you're looking at your career and you're not a household name or you're not fully content, because you don't have to be rich and famous, just content. If you're not content with where you're at and you're sitting there saying I think I've done everything I can do, then I can say you might want to reevaluate what Your you're goals. saying. Yeah, yeah. because I, I, there's, and even like it's just a, your regular day-to-day -day job, if you aren't happy doing the job you're doing, or you feel like there's still more to do, then you shouldn't be happy. You should be happy, but not fully content with what you're at. Yeah, grateful, you but not You should be great, exactly. You should be Because people always say, like, you're ungrateful. I said, no, 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 no. I'm, I've always been grateful. But being grateful doesn't mean you can't say I'm worth more than where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, being thankful and grateful doesn't equal complacency. Right. You know what I mean? And I think complacency is one of the, it's a silent killer because it creeps up on you and you say, yo, this is good. I've got this. I, I finally bought that. I, I wanted that. And then you sit back and you're happy in it for about a year or two. But then you're like, yo, it's like I said on the other podcast about the uh, Fred Hampton thing. 
once you stop accepting crumbs from a table, people get nervous when you realize you're entitled to the whole fucking table. When you say, yo, I'm, I'm done taking these crumbs, and you wake up and you say, yo, that plate's mine. I put that plate on your fucking table. I put that plate on your table. I made this and made that. Why am I taking this? You start to say like, yo, I want more. And whenever you say you want more, people always say, well, you should be grateful. No, I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't. I struggle like everybody else did. I grind like everybody else. You might not have, you might not have seen it in the same capacity, but I saw it. I was there. I was broke. I had no heat for three years. I was taking a bath at the fucking sink <coughs> when nobody else wondered why the fuck I was coming to work late every day for five days. So you get complacent. What you're doing is pretty much saying like, yo, I'm comfortable where I'm at, but that might not be where you're at. I feel like God puts everybody here for a certain purpose. If you feel like you're not fulfilling that purpose, then there's more for you to do. I could do... I, I could come in here and say, yo, the new Avengers 4 movie, I got one speaking role in the film. And they'll say, yo, you made it. And I'll say, no. Why am I not one of the lead characters? That's not good enough for me. I, I work too hard and I want too much. And I know what I'm capable of doing. And my talent and my work drive excels past what I was given. It might sound like a lot to you. But to me, I know like, yo, that's the tip of the iceberg so right now no um if you're listening to this and you don't know who my name is, what my name is then no i'm not happy where i'm at because i feel like you know who denzel washington is you know who tupac is you know who donald trump is you know who obama is you know who felix the fucking cat is you know who droopy is random. i can just name <laughs> random fucking names you know who ren and stimpy are you know who the fucking Binya Binya Pollywog from Gullah Gullah Island was. If you say Elijah Davis, I bet you 90% of the people you ask who that is, they'll say, we don't know. So, 98. You might say 98. 90. Yo, 90. Yo, bro. Honestly, there are literally, I think that less than 1% of the world knows who you are. Yo, you know what's crazy? When you look at the. There's a good percentage of this podcast that listen to this all the time and they give us streams. If they saw me in the street, they would not know who the fuck I was. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so you got, so when you put it like that, that's interesting that you look at the world. Even if you just go to the United States, 300 million people or whatever, right? I walk through my hood and niggas know who the fuck I am. Right. So out of 300 million people, what percentage of people do you know? Meaning that if you die today or tomorrow... How deep is your funeral? If you got to get a funeral home, yeah. my nigga, then you wasn't really like yeah, um, funeral home little. So like you just like it's just gonna be like sixty niggas. In so there. I had an old head, I, when I was working at Target years ago. I had an old head tell me, and it was the craziest thing. I forget what the fuck he segued into, but it was kind of relevant. He was like, um, "Yeah, man, if I died, you know, it'd be like you know this part, my son, my daughter come here and probably my niece, and that'd be that, and they just put me in the casket and yada yada." I said. That's awesome. He says, no, it's not. Because if you die, you're young. Your co-workers will be there. Your ex-classmates will be there. Mm -hmm. Your family will be there. Your parents will still be there. Your mm -hmm. kids will be there. You, you'll have a full funeral because you're younger. And then when you get a little bit older, that funeral gets a little bit smaller. That's crazy. The, the, more, years, the, the more years you've been on this earth, you would think that you impact more mm -hmm. people and more people would show up. 
But in actuality, what Dude. happens is the 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 quantity the quantity begins to to uh, decrease, and the quality of people in your life increase. Like as you get older, you lose friends, but you're not really losing friends. You're just losing putting, the people that were just filling that spot yeah, right. for that time. That's, people at my job tell me all the time, like, "Yo, you never come out." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm not going to." And, and it's and it's wild that we're getting into this conversation, the nuances of just asking about where you are in your career and how comfortable you are, how comfortable you feel, and we start talking about complacency and value in the world, like. That's how deep this podcast gets. Like, I'm not even going to get into that at the moment because we still got to hit the round table. But I want to really, I really want to bookmark that and favorite that concept because I want to come back to that because that's some deep shit right there. Yo, like, people, people say like, yo, how was that glass shoot? And I was, I, out of all my projects, glass was one of my favorite ones to work on because I was in the room. Oh, I'm sorry. The movie with Samuel L. Jackson. Yo, so we go get to that. So I was, <laughs> I was in the room with like you know, um, what's his name? Um, dude from X Men plays Professor X now and Split. Oh, J- James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah. I was in the room with him. Like I was sitting next to him. He was like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Hey, hi." And no, he like he literally said, like, hey, what's up? and he got like a real strong fucking accent. I want to say that's not his accent because he's British. His, his, no, he's not. He's, <laughs> not, he's, not, he's not. He's like, hey, what's, up? what's up? His what's up is like this. Like I can't understand what the fuck he was saying. He got a strong fucking. But I'm in the. I'm sitting. In the, I'm sitting in the room with this dude while he just got off of his set. I'm literally sitting there talking to M Night Shyamalan. Like, M Night Shyamalan came to me like twice. We were talking on multiple occasions. He's like busting it up with me. Cause I was that guy that wasn't scared. And say hey, how you doing? What's up? You bored? How you? Nice hair. Like just random shit. Bored? How you bored? Chicks' game. You missed it tonight. It's over. You're Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Why does it sound like you're just saying random two words? Because <laughs> I really was. Say, say, like I'm like, like oh, you're the guy. You're the guy that made the movie. So I don't know you as a man. Hey, literally, it went like this. Man. It's, Cold as shit out here. You're not cold, man. He's like, nah. You get used to it after a while. I'm like, okay, we're cool. We're talking now, so we're cool. You're, you and I are friends for the moment. But I'm sitting there, standing across from Bruce Willis. I'm. They they said like, yo, we want this guy. They pointed to me and put me in a scene with Samuel L. Jackson. And people are saying like, yo, that's amazing. You worked with Samuel L. Jackson. You worked with Bruce Willis and Sarah Paulson. You made it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Until they say, yo. That guy worked with Elijah Davis. I still got more to do. I, I don't want to be the guy that's known for being the dude in the background that was on set with the guy that's known. I want to be known for my craft. And if I don't get known for my craft, I'm fine with that because I'm doing what makes me happy. But at the same time, it's not an ego trip. It's a matter of like, yo, I know what it's what it feels like to do the most and not feel like you're being noticed. God right. damn it! At this point, somebody gonna notice this shit. Right. You can call it ego, whatever you want, but somebody gonna notice the shit that I'm putting in. The 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 times where I'm like, yo, I gotta take off no call, no pay for my job, all my money's going into my son's tuition, exactly. my car note, and I'm like, yo, I'm telling my girlfriend, I don't know how the fuck we're going to get groceries tonight. Can you spot me and I'll pay you back whenever the fuck I get a check? She's like, Yeah, I got you. Or I'm telling my grandma, I'm like, yo. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but your ceiling fell in. There's a hole in the wall. I can see the fucking moon right now. I'll spot you 300 to fix that, but I'm broke after that. 
after some point, it's not ego. It's a matter of struggle and acceptance. Somebody's going to notice that shit. That's I'm what not makes gonna, the I'm, story beautiful. Though. Yeah, I'm not going to struggle mm -hmm. for free after a while. At yeah. 30, I'm not struggling for free anymore. Which is why I said back to the music thing, because um, Ayo's here, I was like, yo. And I told him, who the fuck I... It was, it was Ray, it was you, wasn't it? About the EP thing. I said, like, yo, I was trying to do Control as a project where it was like, yo, 16, 17 tracks in, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, it's going to be a story told. And I said, yo, honestly, dude, if you got talent, just put out the best thing you can if it's seven tracks that's good. But I'm like, yo... You've been sitting on at least five AO beats, a dope-ass feature from Ty Gunner for like three years, and he's been patient as fuck about it. A song by with me and Ehas, the machine, that was pushed barely, that can still see more push behind it. And I'm like, yo, how about you just reinvigorate that energy into a smaller project, which what everybody's doing right now anyway, and just push that shit out the way it can be with all energy behind the dopest content instead of trying to fill it up with filler. Now this point's gonna be filler behind that shit. So I feel like at, at some point you gotta be honest with yourself and say, yo, listen, that door's still open, but at, at 30 years old, that door is not shining as much light as it was when I was 19. And you just gotta be honest with yourself and say, yo, listen, at some point you gotta go into overhaul mode. I'm not Solid. struggling for free. Solid assessment. That's a solid assessment. Moral of the story. Don't struggle for free. Ayo. We got Ayo in the building. That nigga ain't struggling. Wanna... He making it. He like <laughs> He got so, oxtails and gravy. So I just wanna I just wanna first <laughs> first before before I ask before you give your your um stance or your uh perspective on it. Alright. Um I think it was dope. We just came back from New York about, at this point when you're hearing this, about a week and some change ago, maybe two weeks ago, uh, we had a, uh, the I Standard, the first, it was your first ever I Standard producer showcase, right? Yeah. So it was AO's first ever I Standard <coughs> producer showcase. That was the joint in? New York. Okay. New York. And, um, and what, in for everybody that knows, does music and everything, you pretty much know what I standard is. If you don't know, you have Google. It's 2018. Get with the program. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I standard is. So look it up. Um, I standard. But um, it was dope. It was a really dope s situation just to going up as a supporter um, to watch not only my producer of, at this point, a better half, a better portion of a decade, yeah. but a friend, one of my best friends, and watching him go up and just do what we know. He just pretty much affirmed what we already knew. He let everybody else know what we already knew. Um, that he's an amazing producer. And um, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope to see that. But my question to you is, after everything that you've been through, from just sweeping Atlanta going to New York and, and making a statement like do you feel like you're doing everything possible and if you do what's stopping you from getting to that pinnacle of your career I don't <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm uh, 
Yeah, to be honest, I don't feel like I'm doing everything I can do because Elijah just said, um, you know, if 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 they can't say, oh no, I'm working with him, then you know he has more to do, and I feel like it's always room for improving myself. But it's more, it's it's more that I can do because I feel like in in a lot of areas, like as far as um. Like, let's just take, like, marketing or something like that. Even you talking about, like, throwing stuff out on, on social media platforms. When yeah. it comes to being an entertainer, everybody got rules. It's, it's like rules to social media marketing. Like, you got to, yeah. like, as far as, like, consistent, consistency levels, and that's a big thing. Like, you might have your phases where it's, like, every single day you're pumping out something new. I got this, I got this. Or you making an announcement or you saying something. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. But... You know, I can I can say like in those areas, like I remember for for certain, you know, periods of time, I'll go hard with that. Right. But sometimes I won't only because that's not everything. So many areas that you can improve in. That's not just throwing something up on Instagram like every single day. Throwing something up on Instagram is cool, but it'll get you a couple more followers if somebody say something. But at the end of the day, if you ain't really networking like you should be and those people aren't telling other people about you, the same people are seeing your stuff that saw it the day before and the day before that and the day before that. Facts. So you got to kind of, at least I believe you got to step away from some things to get sharper in other areas that could make you better and yeah, get get you to that point that you want to be kinda at. It's kind of like, like, I don't know if, that's what you're saying, but like mm. kind of like a jack of all trades and a master or none. Yeah. Where it's like you're doing a bunch of things where it's like, yo, let me step back and focus on just this mm-hmm. for the time being. Yeah. So that way, this area or this avenue that I'm going down is much smoother, or this area I'm is much sharper than the mm. other areas. Like, yeah. yeah, and and that's. And that's, you know, that's that's one area I could do good, like, better in as far as, like, I guess being more consistent with my product on social media. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm not, I'm not, uh, like, I don't lack satisfaction in where I'm at. Like, I think I'm, I'm, I'm cool with where I'm at. It gets, you know, the journey gets frustrating sometimes, but. Right. The definition of journey don't don't doesn't have the word easy in it either. So no. you can't you can't expect it to just be cake and you just slide through and become some overnight sensation. But That's um <clears throat> now I'm cool where I'm at. Like, you know, I, I worked with some cool people. Some people that a lot of people around the world know. But that may not have gotten me like thrown up, you know, in front of everybody's faces and everything like that. But it's an accomplishment to me. And it's like I think you know, a lot of that has to do with marketing, though. Like, for example, like if a producer didn't tell me who he what he produced, I wouldn't have known. Doing, like right. going going back to what is this episode two hundred six? Mm-hmm. So episode this is the sixth episode. Going back to the second episode of the season, where you were on and we were talking about in Atlanta. And we were talking about Jermaine Dupree mm-hmm. and the fact that if he never said anything about um, producing, what are you doing? Uh, producing uh, Fallen by right. Jay Z, um, I would have never known that he produced Fallen by Jay Z. Yeah. So, neither. like <laughs> some producers, they really get to the point where they're like on some type of time where it's like. I got to put it in my bio because if I don't put it in my bio, niggas ain't going to know I produced this particular track. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right. 
And um, I think that for real, for real, if we get to the point now where it's like you're doing so much and you've produced for people and talk your shit, man. You produce for, for Young Chris, PD Crack. Like, you produce for, uh, who else you produce for? Um, so it's that quote first. That quote first, yeah. But, yeah, then it was. Oh, that quote was signed to Shady, wasn't he? He was with like. And I was talking all that yeah. shit about Shady. <laughs> oh, shoot. I mean, I'm still a racist. But still. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. It's <laughs> that coin in that deal no more, man. <laughs> but nah, huh? like. like so it was like, yeah, yeah. that quote, Petey, Chris, Shelly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to count him. Um, yeah, hell yeah. You know, uh, Shelly, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> every time and, uh, I see Shelly he's in a suit. Yo, yeah. every time I hear Shelly Yano, I, like, I got to turn the decibels down. Yeah, that nigga spit bars, yo. but he, man, them decibels be up, boy. I've been watching Shelly rap them, drop them gems for literally about 10 years, and that motherfucker be rapping. Yeah. And shout out to him. Like, and that's just, ain't no slight to him. That motherfucker rap. And he be yelling mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, every time. Like, God damn, this nigga loud. Every time. But nah, but real rap yeah. though. Like the point is, like, you've navigated your way around the city. And not only have you <clears throat> not only have you navigated your way around the city, so all of the people that you worked with were are, you know, they have a great reputation. So it's like all you're doing is building your reputation from the people you've worked with because honestly you should have way more placements than you that's just my humble opinion and that's not just being a biased like artist who has like Elijah talks about having oh I got like I got like like 10 AO beats that I haven't used nah every time somebody says some shit like that I feel super guilty because I have like legitimately, le- legitimately at least a hundred AO beats yeah. that I have not released yet, and so that's why I get like reservations about like yeah I'm not gonna ask him for any instrumentals because I have legitimate legitimately I have at least about five albums worth of your instrumentals that <laughs> I, I can oh, just I release it. that are just solely <laughs> produced by you and they can be like fifteen tracks of me. 15 tracks of album. And, but the point of me saying all of that is like, like you, you embody what it is to be a, a super talented, not only a super talented, but a humble producer with a lot of personality. And that's what scares, that's what scares the competition. That's what scares the game like about us, about people like you. And people like Make Wonders, people like Elijah, who have these giant personalities and the talent to back it up. That's crazy. (laughs) But I didn't mention myself or you. But I only, the only reason. (laughs) I understand what you mean, though. Because you you know what? No, no. The only reason reason I didn't mention him or myself is because I know that I'm I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert, and Reef is also an introvert. So we're talking about big personalities. I have a a very big personality. Reef doesn't have a. 
Reef has a big personality to, to the people, the people, to the people that people you know. Yeah. And that's just a fact. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So, the same with Ant. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like, I have a big personality. I just do. But I didn't mention myself because I also know that I'm also an extroverted introvert. Like, I'm just one of them guys who... You're an antisocial extrovert. Like, no, no. I'm an introvert. I'm an introvert. I'm just an extroverted introvert. Like, meaning that I get I get legitimate anxiety when it's time to go out and meet people and do things. But once I'm in my pocket and meeting new people, I do it. The minute you push me in a corner, I get it done. But you, on the other hand, I don't really get that from you as Ao, as Aaron. Like, I don't get that from you. I don't get a introverted, like personality from you from elijah i don't get an introverted personality from him like so when i see you guys and i see my little brother i see him i see a bit of me i see a lot of me in him but i also see a lot of himself in him right a lot of the shit that i i learned from him right in him and um a lot of that is the fact that Yeah, if y'all are listening, I'm sorry, y'all. Just put it, just put it down for a second. You're a failure. You're just a failure. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I failed. So, yeah. But, I um, young Aaron. I mean, his just name is Aaron. Just put it up. There. Aaron's better. But anyway, um, the point is, I see a lot of that. Like, it's when you have the big personality and the talent to back it up. Whereas you, and once you, like, when you got on that stage, like, A.O. got on a stage a couple weeks ago and said, yeah, I'm A.O. I'm Philly. Uh, these my beats. That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> and when he said it, speech. he pretended, he, he, he proceeded, I mean, to go ahead and play his instrumentals and the fact that he didn't even create beats for this particular battle he just played them and still happened to place goes to show that that's how dangerous this man is behind the boards they told you to leave the judges right. said the judge asked you why are you here why are you here so, so you're just fucking with us at this point you're just fucking right. with us at this point exactly so, so my thing is, all of that, you know, shows that you have the talent behind you. But I think the most important thing is the connection and the personality that you put behind it. Yeah. So I agree with you. Like I, I, I see all of that in you, and I see like, like where you feel like you're comfortable, good. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's just crazy to me that you still feel like you know there's. You know, there's more you could do, but at the same time, you're meeting people, which is important. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's important to be fans of your friends. Hell yeah. Like, nah, be I, fans of right. the people. Yeah. And I'm a fan of all of y'all except for Elijah. Not even you know what I'm saying? I'm a fan of Elijah. A, no, I'm not a fan <laughs> of Elijah. But, um, you know, I think it's important that you're fans of everybody because then it gives you a different outlook on your expectations and all of that outside of being friends. It's like, I'm a fan of AO. I'm a fan of Reject Reef. You know what I mean? 
I guess I'm a fan of Elijah Davis. Like, mm. you know, I'm a fan of these individuals. Right. So it gives you an objective viewpoint. Like where you're just like, okay, they could do better. Or they yeah. should do better. Right. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just I I really just feel like the uh the biggest thing that could probably get me to where I wanna go is I need to I feel like I, I need to get around more. Like I and when I say around I just mean out of the out of Philly more okay. to to spread the music and um just make I think I'm I really feel like at this point I'm like a connection away from I think something. I that's think, that's really all I've all because I'm aware yeah. of, I'm aware of like even though as humble as I am, I'm aware of what my music sounds like. I'm aware of who likes my music. I'm aware of the reactions I get from my music. I'm aware of everything, but you know I'm 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 not that like. I think you're. I'm gonna just throw all my talent out here and I'm gonna let y'all know I'm better than you. Nah, that's not me. I think you're an ass rapper away from breaking it. You're right. What I I mean by that is, is always, I think it's gonna take like an ass rapper to get one of your beats that's connected to a hot rapper. Yeah. And then that hot rapper, like, nah, you're not doing. Let me, let me take him. Let me take him. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I it's always that. though. It's always it's it's never, it's never the person directly that gets you where you need to be. It's always the person next to the person next to the person yeah. that puts them on. Cause that's yeah. who they, cause that's who they listen to. Yeah, you, you whether right, it be right. like an assistant or like their little cousin or like if you take shoot if you take uh if you take um Metro Boomin, he started off just being just doing a with Gucci. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Future and Drake are doing a whole entire project done by him. So it's like he probably never thought coming from just Gucci Man back then that he would be where he is now. So it's right. like just certain produce. You probably I mean you you could be right. I just feel like I feel like it's that connection too. Like sometimes as producers, and every producer, I I don't I don't think there's a producer out here that didn't go through this. Probably mm-hmm. had a point where it's like they working with people and it's like. Somebody says they're going to do something and it's going to lead them to something that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Then the next person says it and it don't happen. So it's like, you producers, I feel like at one point, they all stop getting their hopes up and stuff and they just play everything cool because you really don't believe anything. You don't believe nothing. You just make beats and you keep making them and you, yeah, you keep selling them to people and you getting your music out, but it's kind of like, all right, well, you know, we, we didn't have so many opportunities where we were promised so many things and it ain't even happened. We still didn't meet this so whoever person. But... I feel like we all just going to get surprised one day. Just like, boom, one day we're going to wake up and we're just going to be like, oh, shit, that's, this person want to work with me or something. Like, yeah, so it's... all that work and then all of a sudden yeah. shit just starts yeah. happening and it's like, yo, whoa. like Producers get shot... Well, you know, no, everybody gets shot down. DJs, rappers, producers, we all get shot down yeah. a bunch of times before we get something. But at the same time, I think I, think I just need that... I need that connection that's yeah. really going... That's all. That's it. That one I thing. Think that, that one connection, man. I think that we're all a connection away, man. Yeah. I think anybody is a connection away, man, from What's at up? least getting there. Because I believe, um, and I guess I'll segue right into my answer. But like, I believe that anybody, anybody can get there. It takes a talent. 
to stay there. Like anybody with or without talent, with the right connection and the illusion of the talent can get there. Yeah. Somebody with half or a quarter of the skill you have can surpass you initially. (coughs) Will they stay there? No. But they'll get there. And they'll get there before you Mm -hmm. because they have the connection. Um, So we're all a connection away. Me personally, I am not doing everything that I possibly can. Will I? Absolutely. It's sub-zero season. I'm absolutely going to be doing everything I possibly can. But am I doing everything? No, because it all boils down to connections and relationships. Relationships, connections, is that is what we need to make it to where we all need to be. Whether it's acting, DJing, producing, and hip-hop. We're all representing, and including Ant here, engineering-wise. Like... So we're all we're all focusing on five different facets of the entertainment industry, right? Um, and we all dabble into another. And as a hip hop artist who is trying to maneuver into the MC executive producer lane, I feel as though everything is about relationships. I don't feel like going out here meeting anyone, especially knowing how jaded I feel about the city of Philadelphia. Um, Because I'm jaded, I don't really feel like going out here talking to people that I know don't like me. (laughs) Like, I don't want to talk to these guys who don't like Ehas, so they try to find ways to stifle Ehas in his grind. Right. Or have have a history of stifling Ehas and his grind. I don't want to talk to these people anymore. Because I feel like you trying to take money out of my out of my pocket and take food out of my, my people's mouths and and prolong my mother's retirement, I wanna punch you in the face. So there's nothing that I need to talk to you about. Right. If it ain't gonna help my So problem. with that being said, um I think that what I could do to be better at what I do, um, because I've already established that I'm not doing enough, is to connect with people more and to be careful because everything doesn't need to be said. Um, A, everything doesn't need to be said, and B, also understand understand that people are watching you. Even if they're not, even if you don't know they're watching you. That's so, true. there's plenty. There are plenty of people that are looking at your social media that you have no clue that they're looking at your social media. There's plenty of people talking about you that you don't know that are talking about you, whether it's positive or negative. Is the ball is in your court? Right. And sometimes it's beyond your control, but a lot of times you can present yourself in a manner where you can kind of block your own blessing. And um, I believe that, like Elijah said, pretty much everything that I'm, everything that he said pretty much um, is what I agree with in regards to the work is never done. I've always said, if I walk into a room and everybody in that room doesn't know who Ehas is, I got work to do. I got work to do, yeah. Whether you like me or not, that's subjective. If you know me and you don't like me, that's fine. My job is done. 
I can hopefully get you to like me, but you know who I am. That's the key. Mm -hmm. The key is to make sure that everyone in that room knows who you are. If you walk into a room and there are four people that don't know who you are, you have your work cut out for you. You have to let people know who you are. Man, listen. Seriously. Yeah, you have to let people know who you are. As a mildly current slash ex-huge fan of Walking Dead, when I watch Negan walk up to that fucking gate and he batted on it with his fucking Lucille and the dude said, who are you? He's like, you gotta be shitting me. I was asking like, Nigga, how do you not know who Negan is? That's 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 Negan. Nigga, that's Negan. Right. Everybody in this camp should know who the fuck Negan and Lucille are. And he says, I know I made a big first impression. That first impression is everything. Granted, I'm not saying bash somebody's skull out <laughs> with a baseball. Proverbial bag. proverbial <laughs> bash. Proverbial yeah. The proverbial uh bash is skull. You, you should. Like like I always feel like you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. To to know that you're doing something different, you have to be uncomfortable. And that's right. one thing I realized about myself. I said, yo, you're not working as hard as you used to be because I started feeling discomfort. I'm like, yo, three, two years ago, there was no level you could put me in that I was uncomfortable. And I was doing, like, well, there was probably stuff that I just wouldn't do because of my personal beliefs or just, you know, like, I'm not doing that because, like, we always say, you got to protect your brand and certain things you don't do. But as far as discomfort, there was nothing that I could say I want to do that, but I wouldn't feel comfort in it. So, right. yeah, you when, you when you feel a level that you, when you're at a level where you don't feel discomfort the way you used to, you know that you're on the right path because there's nothing that nobody can tell you other than stuff to move you forward at that point. Yeah, you, you got to be uncomfortable. My key to success are the way that I look at it and I'm just, a, the way I look at it is I'm just a student in the game. Right. Um, you always have to be learning. Every teacher that's worth, worth listening to is still a student. Any teacher that tells you that they're not learning is not a teacher to listen to. Like, as a producer, Ayo, you have to be somebody who's constantly learning. Yeah. And that's the person to listen to. Right. Because if I can't tell you about the things that I've learned or that I continue to learn, I no longer can teach. Because the thing is, to transcend generations... You have to be able to relate. If I can keep my finger on the pulse and understand what these young folks are going through and to understand the fact that I'm calling them young folks is because I'm an old-ass nigga. Uh, that is the key. To understand that, yo, I'm learning every time I step outside this door. Every time I step outside of the door, I'm learning something. Like... As a producer, you go, you were big fish in Little Pond in Atlanta, bro. Like, every time you stepped in foot in Atlanta, it was like, it was scary because we had to bring down your only competition. Like, the only competition <laughs> was your right-hand man. It was like that guy. Yeah, Shout out to I'm, my guy, Audio I'm, Burns. Like, 
Dark he was the only person that was giving you competition and that could beat you there. Yeah, and I was the only person, I, I, and that's scary. He was the one I was right? worried about right. So what I'm saying is, you were big <clears throat> fish in little pond. So what made me so excited about New York is I heard some people that I thought that could beat you, and that was scary. Do I think that they could beat you overall? No. You know why I thought they could beat you is because you walked into a beat battle with beats that you just had. They walked in like this is a beat battle and you were the only person up on that stage that that was your first time and you placing. Yeah, right. Off of beats that you just brought. Right. You didn't make them for that. Nah, and I was, and the funny thing is about that, I was going to, but I felt like, I got a lot of thoughts in that beat battle, but. Um, Ooh, me too, but yeah, you know. but uh, no, nah, it, but it ain't, nothing, it ain't nothing that I can't that I can't say to just out and wouldn't want anybody to see, but read, but um, no, I I I didn't make beats for that beat better because one, I was there were beats that I had in mind and certain samples I picked out that I was gonna do, like I feel like this gonna be it, this gonna be it, but I was I started like two and I was like, uh, they ain't really coming out like I wanted to, but I think I realized two things. It was like. One, I just felt like one of them wasn't really me. Like, I I made it and I was like, I don't really feel like I would make this if I wasn't doing this. And right. two, it was just like, I was forcing it. It's like, I know this is coming up, so I'm forcing this beat because I have to get... And I'm like, nah, man, that's not the way I get my beats done. If I know it's not natural to my process, I'm not I'm not going You're I'm not, not going to do it. it. It's like, yeah, I'm just not going to go through it. Or it has to at least sound like it got a little bit of my my twist on it or something, but it just yeah. didn't feel But then I'm going through my beats and I'm like, yo, I just already like over the years it's like I'm aware of what people's ears are what people's ears are I mean, what, I'm aware of what's pleasing to some people's ears especially in a battle like that. Like, yeah. I know you know, people might like that heavy trap sound. This yeah, is where and, I want to get in the, the change ups. Yeah, and the change ups and the effects yeah. and stuff. That's and that's what I learned. That's that whole thing was a learning experience. It was right. like I understand. I totally understand why those three people won because or the or the top three were the top three because every single time they said that who they when they said who was number three when they said who was number two when they said who was number one for all first of all all of their beats sounded the same they were all trap influenced they drums was hard and they had a bunch of like little like effects and stuff like all over the place now this is not me saying that they was bad no, all no, the beats no, no. were but, so hot but like, that was... you see what they were looking for right and i see know? what they were looking for i see what they're judging yeah. so now i get it like i think the difference between me my beats and their beats was all their beats were the quality was great not taking nothing away from that mm -hmm. but all those beats is like I don't know if I can actually hear people putting vocals over those beats. They're just like show beats. Like they're, they're just beats, beats for just the battle. Yeah, they're just right. like it got a bunch of little effects. Like they want to see how crazy you can get. Me, I make my beats like listen. This drum about to have it. This drum about to. It's not gonna do so much because it needs room for the artist vocals to Bring to lay life. on there. Yeah, I can't. I can't make something with a whole bunch of little stuff inside of it. I need to make something for an artist. I make beats for songs. I don't make beats for for nothing. Or just for like, oh, let me show you how I can put this filter right here and then two seconds later reverse it. And then two seconds later, stop it and pause it. And 
Like I'm not I'm not doing all that. See, that's so, what I'm saying. Like that's like they made beats. That's what I noticed. Like they made beats solely for that competition. Right, right. Whereas you had beats that were like, yo, this is my these are my beats. Like Check me out, like these are my beats. You get what I'm saying? And we didn't really get that from them because this was your first time there. Right. A lot of these people came in saying, yo, this is my third time, this is my second time, or I always do this. They knew what to expect. So what scares me is the fact that you learned. Yeah. Because the thing is, if you know you're going to that, you're like, oh, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that a lot of artists are ready for that. A lot of producers are ready for that. And that's just me speaking from a listener standpoint and knowing where your ear is and right. working with you for so long and knowing how you are as a producer. But that goes back to my point that this is all about learning. Yeah, like, man. Definitely. What you what you brought from that was I learned something. Yeah. And I was excited to yeah. get into their and and learn how to make beats for beat battles. You know what I'm saying? Hey guys, you go. You guys know that the mics are on. I'm talking about porno. Okay. <laughs> porno. <laughs> Fucking guys. But anyway, <laughs> Reef and Elijah were having like a Pornhub conversation on the side. Angela White. Hey <laughs> <laughs> yo. But guy. anyway, fuck yeah. But anyway, like, we talk about, like, learning. Right. That's what it's about. Like, learning. And, and and the goal is, I think, is learning. No matter what you're what you're doing. As an MC, like, I'm always trying to learn. As somebody who's trying to impact the world through media. Right. And podcasting and YouTube and music and acting. Like... It's all about learning, like right. knowing that when you fall, learning how to not fall the next go around. Like, that's the part that's important. Like, the important part is not falling the next go around. Like, be- right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to do that shit. Yo, what the fuck? Because I pulled him and probably pulled his hair in the yeah. But I'm Damn, trying to move him because all that breathing is going to be on the mic. Oh, okay. come on. Yeah, pause. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. He only up there because he got food up there. I know oh, it is yeah. ulterior motive. Let's go. My bad. Her titties real, too. Go. Get you another? No, it's all good. All right. All right. <laughs> We're about to wrap up anyway. Um. So it's all about learning. All right. You know what I mean? Like, being able to learn how to impact the world or be better at your craft. And I think the falls are just as big or even bigger than your accomplishments. Like for me, like doing that show and sometimes people don't understand, you know, like Elijah said about, yo, you know, the ceiling just came in and I can see the sky from our house Mm -hmm. or I can't afford groceries. Um, Those moments are what defines you, not you winning 
You know what I mean? Like right. so you you placing on the lower tier of the top tier, which is crazy, but you placing lower in that producer showcase defines you more than winning in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it goes to show that, yo, I'm only going to get better from here. Like, I'm only focused on the times where I wasn't adequate enough. Like, performing in front of bartenders. Like, literally going on that stage and knowing that you can't show up, Ant can't show up, Reef can't show up, Elijah can't show up, nobody shows up, and I'm rapping in front of a fucking bartender. And everybody has left. And they forgot that I even had to perform. They're like, all right, have a good night. I'm like, wait, wait, I didn't get the chance to perform. Like, all right, go ahead. What was your song? And I got a rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, those nights are humbling. Not only humbling, but a learning lesson to show that I should have people out here. And I don't. So my job, so I looked at it as my job was to captivate this bartender. Make this bartender stop cleaning up and look and see what I'm doing. Right. And I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, that's what it's about. It's about the grind. It's about literally driving 30 hours to Texas and crashing your car and continuing to drive and to put on a show that you put your last bit of your paycheck into to create this stage for artists and buy kegs of beer and free alcohol for all of the people attend in attendance just to create an environment that people think that this is a dope environment during South by Southwest, driving from Philadelphia to Austin, Texas. And not only doing that, but being able to understand that these are the sacrifices that you need to make and then having the artist in your own show say I think I can't do this I had artists that I booked that I paid to be on the flyer back out for whatever reason they had other shows or whatever the case may be I felt a little salty about it then and I was a little angry about it then but I'm not angry about it anymore because it was a learning lesson and I know that, that that was a testimony for myself. And I can look back on eventually and go, I remember doing that, driving 30 hours to Texas and putting on a show, my own show. You know what I mean? So it's all about those low moments. I think the low moments, the low moments sell more than anything. Right. Yeah. You know, if you look at a story, look at two different headlines and you see one headline Pitbull rips two-year-old's head off, right? right? Versus, you know, twins graduate from college on the same day or something like. Yeah, you're gonna go straight to the Pitbull pit ripping the two-year-old's head off, because our our minds are focused on that. Like, it, it releases those endorphins. Like, our minds focus on that negativity. Right. Um, those low moments, those low points, that's what sells the story. If you read, if you watch a love story, 
if they don't have any friction, why would you watch that love story? Nobody wants to just see two motherfuckers just in love. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you want to watch them motherfuckers go through trials and tribulations, and then you want to see them round up and get him. back. Yeah, in, right. You know. So I guess for me, it would be like, no, I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to do. But the fact that I'm not doing everything that I'm supposed to supposed to be doing at the time, that's what sells the story. Right. Um, I agree. You know. So, I don't know. Um, that's pretty much my life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, would y'all rather... Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to wrap up. Oh, we're going to wrap right up. Like, that's how we're going to wrap this up. All right. So, would y'all rather swim through a quarter mile of shit... <laughs> or hey, yeah. swim through a quarter mile of dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Shit. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Shit. Dead bodies. Elijah shit just said something that's very important. Oh yeah. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Wait, is it in a body of water? Wait, 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 wait. Repeat is, the question. Are, is the dead bodies in a body of water? Yes, they're in a body of water. I'm swimming through. You're swimming through. Uh, those, a, is it a, a quarter, quarter mile? Both a quarter mile. A quarter mile. Of shit, a quarter mile of dead bodies. All right, I was going to make sure they were both quarter miles. I'm going to swim through a quarter mile of shit because I'm swimming through a quarter mile of shit. Wait, does uh, a breathing apparatus? It doesn't matter. You're swimming You're through a quarter swimming mile a of quarter dead bodies, shit, throw up, bile. No, but no, he just said bodies. He didn't say they had shit and throw up. They're just dead. Like, they're ready to be thrown. They're casket ready, but they're just in water. <laughs> they're casket <laughs> ready. <laughs> but they're just in water. <laughs> All right, all right, well, already. He didn't make it to be like, yo. She said they're just don't dead work. bodies. They're not like in suits or nothing. They're just dead bodies. Are they shitting? Is the yo? They're dead bodies. So you got to think about what dead bodies. So they do, do what dead bodies do. They're not embalmed or anything. They're I'm just swimming dead through the bodies. shit. How? They're dead niggas in a, in a quarter mile of. <laughs> they, Ayo, they shit. They, shit. Right. they fart. They got bile coming out of their butt cheeks I'm and they nose. I'm still swimming through. <laughs> Still swimming through. It's gonna take more strength, but yeah, that's true I'm about to too. say you swimming, swimming through dead bodies, so you gotta swim through, and they bodies just in your way. It could be a fat dude. It's I'm like shit. The first fat guy and then just run across dead bodies. That's <laughs> what I'm, doing. Yo, I'm going through dead bodies. It's, it's one thing when shit's just there. When you got you swimming this body like, like, like <laughs> why would they do that? Why would he do that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they do that. But that's what I hear in my head. They're like, like they just. Why nah. would the body do that? I'd rather have a dead body go, than to be swimming through. No, I'm not doing that. I'm swimming through, bah, okay? I'm not, I'm not swimming through. Like, I'm not doing that. Nah, I'm taking the bodies, man. Dude, so you swimming through dead bodies? I'm swimming through bodies, yo. I'm going to be husky as hell. I'm swimming through this shit for the reasons I gave. Plus, I've watched Shawshank Redemption so many times and said, yo, if I had to get out... I probably wouldn't do it, but I've mentally prepared myself to creep through a pipe full of shit because I've watched that movie. Because I've watched that movie. I meant to kick your phone. 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 It don't matter what he meant after his own. Can I just, well, before we get to Reese's answer, 
if, if you haven't seen that guy that kicked that woman in the head <laughs> in Canada, he's like, <laughs> he was like, uh, oh, you're recording me. Great. Hey, listen, I'm a 16 year old girl, and I say I can't have this baby. Think I should keep it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Weird feet. That was in Canada. It was in Canada. She's like, oh, well, you know, it's still a baby, and it still has rights. And he says. He squatted, stuck his tongue out, and kicked her in the fucking head. All you heard was, I meant to kick your phone! I meant to kick your phone! And all she said was, do not touch me! And when she said, do not touch me, I cringed. Because a black man, I know, not from first-hand experience, but I just know, I just know that when a white woman yells out, do not touch me! And that manner, the police have already been called. <laughs> that incident happened in Canada. Albany, New York police are probably already on the way. Albany, New York So are South Dakota. Uh, so are Illinois. Uh, if a white woman says, do not touch me, believe you, the police are behind you by that point. Facts. I was cringeworthy. If a black woman said, do not touch me, it's like, oh, well, she got cousins. Well, what did you do? What did you do to get touched? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. She, uh, why ain't her cousins why, is your skirt, why are your skirts so short? Yeah, like, why are your skirts so short? You. you wearing stockings, bitch. You must have wanted. Oh, we about to go down a whole rabbit she, hole with this. <laughs> yo, I'm sorry. But she said, do not touch me. And I was like, shut up. I'm like, oh, nigga, the cops is already in the vicinity. And they came from out of country. Saudi That's Arabian fact. police were there. Saudi Arabian police. They and they don't even, even have women's rights. They don't even Saudi believe in women. They don't even believe in women having vaginas. The stork is still giving them babies. Go ahead, Reef. Go ahead, Reef. I swear to their dead bodies. <laughs> Thank you. you Am I the only one going through shit? Bodies? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's something so. like... It's something... About shit that like <laughs> <laughs> it's shit. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm a very uh, like visual person. So, you know like, what though? I, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't eat certain things because it looked weird. So like just knowing that it's shit, and I'm just like, oh, just uh. uh but it's like a dead body. It's like, uh, I mean, you know, and you, and you, and you, and, <laughs> exactly. and you, and AO's defense, if you say like, yo, I swam through a sea of dead bodies, people are like, yes. That's so crazy. sad. That's inspiring. Like you, you. That's. I'm sorry. You don't worry about no inspiration. <laughs> I <I'd> rather, <laughs> rather rinse. But at least dead body remains than shit. Shit. At least if you swim through dead bodies, niggas will make it heroic when they'll high five you. You say like, yeah, I, I swam through the poop. They gonna be like you dirty oh, motherfucker. Then they gonna be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna want to give you the high five. Like, Yo, he got the poop touch. Don't touch him. Listen, I rather <laughs> listen. I'm not jumping. In my own, and I'm not jumping in my shower at home with shit all over me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just not going to do that. You see that? Now I rinse dead body sweat off or whatever they got on. Dude, why is it got on? I got dead body sweat. I'm dead body. Yo, it's hot as shit in this water. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm but, going. What you doing? I'm going shit. Okay. I'm going to swim through shit. The reason I'm going to swim through shit is I don't think people are understanding how long a quarter mile is. How? Yeah. So if we're swimming a quarter mile, have you ever ran? Have you ever like it's it's a lap? Yeah. It's just a lap around a field. Yeah. So Ew. swimming through dead bodies, meaning that you'll damn near drown oh, if a like dead a... body obstructs your your yeah. swimming. Yeah. So me personally, I feel like if I just got to get through a quarter mile. 
I'd rather the least resistance route, the route of least resistance. So for me, that makes sense. Makes I'm sense. gonna swim through <laughs> shit. Now, is it gonna be disgusting? Absolutely. Do you have to keep your mouth shut? Absolutely. Because if the shit goes in your eyes or your nose or your mouth, oh, it's, it's going terrible. Your nose, your nose ain't safe. Imagine shit in your mouth. You have some shitty you know, ears. But the thing is with the the thing is with dead bodies also is that dead bodies. <laughs> the thing is, the, the thing is with dead bodies is that could that could encompass so much, including shit. So it not only is That's it obstructing track, your swim, <laughs> not only is it obstructing your swim, it also is possibly shit. Like shit. dead bodies, <laughs> I know. I've been around enough dead bodies to know that they shit. Or they just released their final excrement. So, so there will be little, little teeny, teeny, teeny little bits of shit there. Little bits of shit. And, they, that, and then you're going to be unprepared. You're going to go in your fucking mouth. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, it's just dead body. Oh, God. I'm all the shit in my mouth. Then it's just all the shit in your mouth. Yeah, I know. Yeah, shit in my mouth. I know. I know. My name is Justin. No. He's going to murder you next episode. Hey, yo. <laughs> you're, play, you're mocking Justin as a dead but All right, never mind. <laughs> so, so I know like that is what I worry about. And there's this thing called skin slip. Yeah, you told me so, about that shit. It's disgusting. I've I've removed bodies from bodies of water, and I've also removed bodies from places where they've been at for a very long time before we discovered them. So when you go to lift the entire body, the body slips outside of the skin. So you have bacteria, you have shit, you have all of these excrements, you have fingers, you have these things, depending on how the skin, pieces of skin, just little things. I don't know, man. I think I would just rather swim through the shit. Now, the thing is, I never specified how much shit it is. Yeah, like I'm picturing like, <laughs> like, like, like a sea of shit. Like, like it's just, yo, it's just no water, shit. just shit. That does change the game yeah, a little that's bit. Because that's pretty disgusting. But I think I would just rather, because of the, mm. the consistency of shit, I think that I would rather swim through that versus swimming and being obstructed by like a 300 pound dead man in the water. Where I have to like remove him away from me, and now I'm like drowning, and I'm trying to get my life back, and I feel like I'm gonna be spent by a tenth of a mile. I'm gonna be spent because there's a sea of dead bodies. So if it's a well, even if he's not, let's say he's 150 pounds, that's 150 pounds of dead weight in water that you're swimming through. Bruh, it ain't that easy. How wide is the body? <laughs> Swimming through a body of water in a quarter mile is a lot. Going through that's a lap around a, a field. Like swimming through a sea of bodies throughout. Not like one body here, another body all the way down there. Like a bo- sea of bodies versus shit. I feel like the consistency of shit is easier to swim a quarter mile and just get it done. Than just swim through a body, uh, a, a sea of dead people. That's just my opinion. I don't know. How much shit is it though? 
Is it like just it's consistently is it shit, the fe- is it shit featuring water or is it water <laughs> featuring <laughs> shit? Like, <laughs> what is it? You're going to swim through the bodies, though. I know, but I just want to know. I'm still swimming through the bodies. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it water featuring <laughs> shit or shit featuring water? I didn't know who the feature is. Yeah. Who, so, who album is this on? Who, yeah, who album is this who on? Who album is this on? It's on a shit album <laughs> or is it on a water album? Which one? Like, <laughs> shit album. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Okay. I think we're about to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Whose album is this on? Shit. <laughs> is this on Shit's album? Or is this on Water's album? <laughs> that was a very legitimate question. Yeah. So before we wrap it up, uh, Ed, you missed it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aaron asked the legitimate question. He said, "It all depends. Whose album is it on? Is, is it, it on Shit's album or is, is it on it, Water's is it album? Shit featuring is it water? Shit featuring water? Or is <laughs> it water featuring <laughs> shit? That's a good question. That was gonna be like if I was down here. That was gonna be my thing. Is like, is it just concentrated shit that I'm swimming through, or is it water with shit in it? Yeah. Cause that changes, no, that, that makes it a whole shit. Well, I mean, because you can't really necessarily swim through a sea of dead bodies. You're right. When you think about it's it. A, so it has to be water featuring anything. featuring dead bodies on his album, and then it's this track with water featuring shit on his album. <laughs> so dead bodies like, and what? shit got a dissing Yeah, you know, right. Water clearly is the. Is the <coughs> water is water's album, it's bro. Water's album. Nah, it's water's it's gotta be water's album, album because you can't no, swim. I told him he can have a feature, but shit, I don't know who to it's choose. It's called Water World. It's called Water World. First track, shit. First track, first track, second track, dead body. Yo, water with his new album, Swim Meat. Or some shit, right? Dead Bodies is produced by Tate Yeah, right. Gotta be, yo. Alright, so I think we done, man. I think we done. We gotta be done, man, because we'll be... Oh, man, y'all are hilarious. Um, Yeah, so anybody got anything they want to promote? Anything? Reef? Me, nigga. I want to promote myself. Reject Reef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> after we talked about what we doing, Reject we got to make sure we promoting on, ourselves. Uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Reject Reef on Instagram, Twitter. All uh, social media. All hot social media. I'm almost at 5,000 on my mix. That's hey. good. It's like an hour long. So 5,000 plays on an hour long piece of work. It's dope. It's yeah, that's good. that's uh yeah. So let's get to five thousand. Once it gets there, I'll give out something nice. I don't know what it is, but it'll be nice. So yeah, that's all I got to uh come up for right now. Cool. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Probably yeah. <love> Ryan. Probably <laughs> <laughs> He had to get one Tyrese. T- oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> um um probably something. I don't know. I'll let you know next Terrence podcast. Howard? So nah, nothing. Nothing. So nothing. Nah, no nah. movies, no web series, no TV shows, no commercials. Longwood good Longwood Gardens commercial, I guess. I don't know when it's coming out. Probably Christmas. Right. This nigga don't know when it's commercial. I never I never I literally find out when somebody says, Yo, I saw you on TV. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. It, what the fuck that, was it? Is it Mr. Glass coming out soon? That's January. Yeah, January. We got Longwood Garden sounds like a porn. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Longwood Gardens. Ah! 
That just means you just that just this is a porno of just smashing a whole bunch of joints. I got hairy pussy. Yeah, exactly. That's disgusting. Big black cock versus hairy punani. Oh my god. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, all right, so uh, follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Ao Got the Sauce. Um, also, uh, check uh, Apple Music, Spotify, any streaming platform you got. Type in Ao Got the Sauce. I got a beat tape called Survival, so check that out. If you need something to rock to and you're in the car or in your spaceship or uh, <laughs> big wheel, whatever you're riding Yo. on, just uh, yeah, check me out. Scooter. Yo. Your car, spaceship, yeah. rollerblades. Yo, listen. What, what big wheel got a fucking sound system? Yo, big ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah. Um. New album coming out before the end of the year. Mm. Um, Sub Zero season. Yeah. Is coming. So be ready, and more stuff is coming. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We got a lot of stuff we can't uh, really announce at the moment. You should drop it six so months to the date of Scorpion. No, oh, yeah, it actually works. Well, no, that that no. Oh, I get it. Back uh, to I get over here. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Get it. The combat, but it would be like if the a tree Lin falls. Clay. If a tree falls right. in the middle of the forest, it's no, Hapkido. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I got new the stuff shit coming. Are you. What are you talking what about? Mortal Kombat. Why are you, talk- Kombat, why are you t- naming different types of martial arts? Yeah, yo. Say <laughs> <laughs> Hapkido. Hapkido. So, yeah, I got. Shotokan. Yo. Shut up. I'm sorry. I got, I got stuff coming. Um, Paul. Stay tuned. Uh, <clears throat> Aunt, you got anything? Anything you want to announce or. Let me get running for Senator. Soon, but. Ah! I've been alluding to this like secret like surprise uh, Ant Man <laughs> album for a long time. Um, All you having a baby? Just, <clears throat> come on, man! Don't even. Did you sign Iggy Azalea? Stop it! Hmm? You signed Iggy Azalea? Did I sign Iggy? Oh yes, yeah, because she she independent now, right? Yeah. I'm about to. She's I, just now independent. Yeah, like today or yesterday. Like today. Oh, but it has nothing to do with me. What about Azalea Banks? I rather, I rather sign. I rather sign <laughs> Ashley Banks. <laughs> um, yeah, I rather sign like the Bank of America. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I rather sign the bank. Just shut up. No, 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 no. Bang, 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 we greatly appreciate it. Um, shout out to Ao for shooting the shit with us. Yes, sir. Talking and <clears throat> having a round table about our personal it's goals. A this is the first. <clears throat> shut up. This is the first time we've actually had a podcast that was like geared towards our personal, like goals. Oh, I thought that was pretty deep dope. dive. We gonna go into like. Uh, tr- like traumatic shit and like nah, we'll, we'll and get there we'll get there this is the season where y'all are gonna get to know us but yeah this is the first episode where we actually went into personal goals I thought was dope we got rid so. of Sprat so yeah. <laughs> he already got his life Spratt. together so he wouldn't you know, he wouldn't add it to this conversation this is Fast. also the first podcast where I believe three names 
weren't mentioned at all, and if you can guess who they were, shout out to you. But I can't even guess three names. One's initials is one DT, one is KW, and one is just C. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all I was thinking about. That's all I was thinking so, about. DT, KW, and C. C. I know exactly okay, what you're so talking we're, about. We haven't yeah, said and we yet. won't mention them. Well, so I'll say you'll see cool. all three of them. It's just funny. Wait a minute. Dolores Tucker. And is she still alive? No, she's dead. I know. Oh. I know. I know. I can. I know two out of the three. We'll yeah. tell, you don't know the C, do you? Nah. We'll tell you. You know the C. We'll You're, tell you later. You uh, know the C because you mean, were on that episode. We talked about C. Oh, all right. Then I'll give you a hint, Monique. But yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible hint. That's not a hint if you pay attention to, <laughs> to the, the titles of the episode. Yeah. So <laughs> just think about Monique. Monique. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this I'm has been another thinking. episode of the Glorious Best. What you want to aim Monique for the next four episodes now? <laughs> She's going to take over for him now. So this has been another episode of the Glorious Bastards podcast. We thank you very much for continuing to listen. You can check us out on our Patreon backslash Glorious Bastards, um, uh, YouTube, um, Instagram, all of that stuff. Glorious Bastards, look us up. We're pretty freaking awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be back next week with another episode. More shit for you and uh, more dead bodies for you. And, uh...